All right, those are the city engineers. They're going into the street circuits. And those guys in the suits, I don't know who they are. That's the FBI. They're ordering the others to cut the building's power. Regular as clockwork. Or a time lock. Precisely. The circuits that cannot be cut are cut automatically in response to a terrorist incident. You ask for miracles, Theo. I give you the FBI. Popheads, welcome to the third annual Hanstoberfest episode of the Tomcast Popcast. That's right, the third annual, our third year celebrating the great villain of Die Hard, Hans Gruber. But more importantly than that, this year in particular, we are going to begin sort of expanding the celebration and, and to uh, more, more fully turned into a a special episode dedicated to the actor that brought Hans Gruber to life, the the late, great Alan Rickman. Alan passed away back in in 2016. We lost him too soon. But the man gifted us with just a wonderful bevy of of great performances. And, you know, not every role he's in will will, will fit into the sort of like the parameters that are the TomCast podcast. But there are enough there that we're going to be able to kind of spread the wealth and, and talk about uh, just the great roles that Alan Rickman brought to brought to life for us all in his time. And and that's going to be sort of the celebration that is Hans Toberfest now. You know, it, it's, it, you know, Hans Toberfest is something that's silly I came up with, uh, you know, a couple years back. Uh, to, to, just so I could talk about Die Hard and, and my favorite movie villain of all time, Hans Gruber. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how can you say that over Darth Vader? And, and you're probably right. But let's let's we'll just keep it in the action movie genre. Hans Gruber is like t- top tier. All right. And yeah, but Alan Rickman has done so much. He's been so great in so many movies. And and, and there's there's quite a few that will fall into the Tomcast podcast. And so we have a special one for you today that I'm really excited about. I hope everyone else is as excited about this one as I am, because well, it's. It's um, I don't know. Classic is the right word for it, but it is a a piece of the pop culture lexicon, a movie that particularly for people of my generation, my age bracket, a movie that uh, I think a lot of us have some, some fond memories of. Some of us um, appreciate the movie on on many many levels because there's a lot to kind of get into with this movie. It's far from flawless. It's not perfectly executed, uh, but there is a charm to it. And a lot of that has to do with Alan Rickman's performance. What, what Alan Rickman does for this movie really helps elevate it to uh, a level of, of rewatchability that you that uh, we, that we cannot get enough of in our pop culture landscape. As I as I turn down Dirty Sweet 
so we can talk a little bit more more closely about the movie in particular that we're talking about. And again, you probably saw the title pop up in your podcast, your feed, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 1991's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, starring Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, and of course, Alan Rickman as the Sheriff of Nottingham, uh, who just, again, another wonderful performance. It's just an over-the-top, scene-chewing performance by Alan Rickman uh, that I think many of us have uh, very much uh, seared into our brains. And again, like I sort of like I, like I sort of intimated, I find Alan's performance in this movie to uh, be what really raises my enjoyment level for this movie because, you know, and we're going to talk about it in, in the show, and, and I, I, I put this out on Front Street right now. I love this movie. I love it. But like, there's some there's some cheesiness to it. There's some hokiness to it. Uh, uh, it's this not going to win any awards for his, its its a uh, historical accuracy. Um, but it's it's Robin Hood. It's, it's mythology. It's legend. So it, it's something right in my wheelhouse. Robin Hood's something I've had a soft spot for since I saw the animated Disney movie back in the day, and and so I, I enjoy the Robin Hood myth. And Alan as the Sheriff of Nottingham is just. It's just it's just a performance that's turned up to eleven, and it raises everything else around him. And we're, I can't wait to talk about about this movie. Um, we we should mention our, the creative cast on here. It is directed by Kevin Reynolds, uh, based on a story by Penn Desham, who also wrote the screenplay, and uh, John Watson helped with the screenplay as well. And again, our our top cast is Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, Alan Rickman, and of course Christian Slater as well. And then a bevy of of English talent. Uh, will helps to fill out the cast, and we'll talk more about them uh, as we as we get into the movie discussion because uh, th- there's quite a few recognizable names, quite a few names that that uh, pop culture fans will recognize for its sort of crossover appeal. That like, like, you know Brian Blessed, who plays uh, uh, Robin, you know Loxley, Lord Loxley, the, the the father of Kevin Costner's character. You might remember him from Flash Gordon. You might remember him from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Brian Bless has been in a lot of things. And there's several other actors like that in this flick. So it's going to be a fun one to talk about. And of course, uh, uh, just another great way for us to pay our tributes and our respects to Alan Rickman and, and sort of thank him for his wonderful, wonderful performances that, he's, that, he's, that we've been so fortunate to see and enjoy uh, repeatedly over the years. And so yes, Robin Hood... Prince of Thieves today on the TomCast podcast. I hope you are excited about this one as much as I am. Uh, before we dive into the episode in particular, or the particulars of the episode, I should say, please make sure you're following us on social media at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show on whatever platform it is you prefer. If you're on Apple Podcasts, we thank you so much for five-star reviews. They are the best way to help spread the word about what we're doing and, and uh, defeat the algorithm. That is our that is our sworn enemy, and we must stop it at all costs. Uh, before we start the show, we also have to thank the official members of Pophead Nation. Without them, we're not here. Without them, the lights are off. I'm huddled in a corner somewhere with a blanket over my head, and uh, there's probably no electricity, so I'm just talking to a microphone and, and going crazy. So I thank them. The official members of Pophead Nation, which you can sign up for at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Join the nation, gain access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, Jeff, co-hosting the Ring and Ear, great music podcast, please check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, 
I said that very slurredly. The, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wagamore. I have a very hard time with the New Jersey Devil Mark Wagamore. I don't know why. I'm, I'm very sorry. Our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, and coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. And, of course, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so, so much for being the official members of Pophead Nation. All right, we're going to link up with our good friend Reagan from the CoSG podcast. Uh, you guys have heard him a lot lately. He's helping uh, uh, share the load a little bit while, uh, while Roger's hard at work, doing hard at work things. And uh, we appreciate him coming on. Uh, if you may remember, Reagan hung out with us. Hang on. <laughs> Reagan hung out with us last year for Hans Hoberfest, where we, we did a deep dive into Die Hard and talked about so many of the amazing things, why that movie is, is uh, such a, a, a pop culture icon. Uh, why Hans Gruber himself is a pop culture icon, and that was the movie that brought Alan Rickman to everyone's attention. You know, before that he was a very he's a well-known theater actor, but this was his cinematic debut, and uh, it's a performance that I still think raises the bar for villains in movies, action movies in particular. Uh, it, it's pretty much second to none, and and yeah. So Reagan wanted to come back. We're gonna do this one, and and. We already have plans for next year's Hans Superfest too. We've we kind of hashed it out. <laughs> we have the next two years lined up, and and we we sort of had to flip a coin between this and another movie that again that will be determined or that will be announced for next year's show. Uh, but we sort of came on on Robin Hood and Thieves because well I I presented my wife with the option of which one would she like to watch. She chose this one. So. Here we are talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and I am excited and delighted to team up with Reagan to talk about it. So please, you know what that means. It's time to sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. Roxley! I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon! Then it begins. Hey, he's back for his second annual visit to Hans Toberfest. He is wearing, in honor of the of the man himself, he's wearing his nice John Phillips of London suit, as am I. We're looking <laughs> sharp. Reagan from the CoSG podcast. Come on, it's still good. How are you doing, buddy? Greetings, programs. I'm doing well. How are you doing, buddy? Are you ready for the, the to celebrate Hans Hoverfest in an all-new, exciting way this year? Of course. I'm always ready to celebrate Hans Hoverfest. Yeah, so I, I already I talked about it in our in our opening. We're we're sort of expanding the parameters of Oktoberfest so that we can we can celebrate all the works of the great Alan Rickman. And uh, today we've we've picked I think we picked a gem. You picked a good one. <laughs> we are talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I don't know. Give me tell, tell talk to me about this movie. Like, uh, what are your feelings on it? Had you watched this in a while? I probably haven't watched this in twenty years. Really. That is surprising to me. This is one of those movies that I'll flip the channels and I'll see it on, and I'm like, ooh, I'll just watch this. Maybe I've seen like five minutes here or there. It, it, ten plus years, at okay. least. Okay, okay. It's been a long time. I, I went to see this in theaters. I remember that because my – 1991, 1991, dude. Yeah, 91. <laughs> so, so 12-year-old Reagan was, you know, I guess Wheaton Plaza. <laughs> like Forest Mall, maybe. Ooh, Snake Forest. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but liked it then, loved it today. Wow. This movie is incredible. <laughs> Love it. Whoa, I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that. And maybe because I too. I, I mean, I've seen it so many times 
that I like, I I can I know kind of like where the, the 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 chinks in the armor are to to kind of quote Robin Hood, um, yeah. But that doesn't really take away from my enjoyment of the film, and and for me, Alan Rickman elevates this movie so much because his villain, again once again his villainous role as the sheriff of Nottingham is pretty spectacular. It's so good. <laughs> like he's so evil, but so funny at the same time. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And also kind of charming at times. <laughs> he, he's very likable as the bad yeah. guy. And he's doing such horrible things. Horrible You're still things. like, oh, I get it, man. Let's get, th- let's get that Robin. Like, <laughs> do you want to go through the movie kind of like beat by beat or do you just want to kind of like focus on the characters? Like, like how would you prefer to talk about uh, this flick? Oh, we can jump around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, because I think Morgan Freeman also steals the show on the other side. That is the other side of the coin for me as well. I, I think he is again these two these two actors together in this movie really really raise the stakes here. Uh, Costner's fine as Robin Hood, yeah, but I can take him or leave him. I, I did read in the trivia. Don't know if this is true that Cost that kept there's a, a, a we're getting the conspiracy theories that he took some Alan Rickman parts out. Because he was stealing the show, I will. So that wasn't my. And I would believe it. That is a question I wanted to ask you because I was gonna. Let me rephrase that. I was gonna ask you what version of this movie did you watch? Uh, The one I own. Is that by chance the extended cut? Um, I don't think so. Or I don't. This movie was two hours and thirty-five minutes. So is that the extended cut? I think the extended cut might be a touch longer. Because oh, this one was long. <laughs> hey, very good. Long still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. But it, it was curious because if you've watched the extended cut, then odds are, are good that you, you've, you've gotten to see the scenes that were supposedly cut out at, at Kevin Costner's insistence. Uh, because, yeah, because uh, Alan Rickman was kind of stealing the show here from him. Like, so it's, it's just a bunch more. Like, how long is it? Like is it ten more minutes or? Yeah, about ten more minutes. I, th- I think the uh, I think the theatrical runtime is two twenty three, and uh, that's what I watched. Okay. Yeah, if you, if you find the extended cut of it, it's it it basically restores uh three or four more, uh Alan Rickman scenes. It extends a few more few more scenes. Um, like let me okay. So I'll ask you a question. That this will this will solve the mystery. Okay. <laughs> if you saw the if you saw the extended cut or not, but do you see at the end? Uh, when uh, there's a sequence where Rickman and uh, Mortiana, the witch, are yelling at each other, and she reveals that she is actually his mother. She says something about his mother, yes. About being his mother? Yeah, um, I can't remember. Because I was like, I don't remember this at all. Okay, maybe you did watch the, maybe you watched the extended one. Maybe I maybe. But they're, they're having a confrontation. It's right he finds, like, the before he's drunk, right? Yeah. He's drunk. Yeah, because that's a, that's another scene that's taken. He finds out. the whole. Yes, yes. So I think you okay. did watch the extended cut. Oh, okay. Excellent. All right. I yeah. was like, man, there's ten more minutes of gold out there. I'm gonna go search the internet for it. Yeah, and there's another sequence that's been restored where uh, he's like bribing the other lords of of England. Yeah, yeah, that was there. I watched. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. So that wasn't in the. See, that's how long it's been. That I didn't even remember that wasn't in the original cut. No, I understand. And I, the only reason why I know the difference is because when I catch it on TV, it's the theatrical version. But last yeah. night when I sat, or not that, over the weekend when I sat down to watch it. I was like, "Oh, I'm watching the extended cut because I want to see those those extra Rickman scenes." It's it's Hans Toberfest, baby. 
Yeah, oh, so good. There, he's fantastic from the jump in this. Yeah, well, I mean, you talk about reading the trivia, and and so you know, apparently he was offered the role twice. He turned it down twice, and then they're like, "Listen, just come in this movie and do whatever you want." And he did, and yeah. he made it so memorable. It so brought much fun. like a comedian friend and another friend to help punch up the dialogue because he hated it so much. <laughs> no, there there's parts of the script that are clunky. Um, it's a little, it can be a little cheesy at moments, but it's, it's, it's a fun adventure movie. Yeah. It's, it's Robin Hood. Like it's, it's a classic story. Yeah. You know, it's a folktale. It's, it's all those things, you know, uh, people who want to knock it for its, its lack of historical, you know, inaccurate, you know, it's lack of accuracies, historically speaking, or like, come on. It's Robin Hood. What it's, are you talking about? It's Robin Hood, man. <laughs> The, like, the, the, the deeper questions I'm wondering is like, is, like, how did Azim make all that gunpowder in, like, 24 hours? That's the biggest question he's, I have. He's just a busy There's a lot guy. of gunpowder just laying around Sherwood Forest. <laughs> sure is. Like, don't <laughs> drop a match in that forest. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm surprised those Viking guys didn't blow everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, but, yeah, to me, this movie would not have been as good without Morgan Freeman, without Alan Rickman. We, we probably would have oh, had a fun no. little Robin Hood movie, but like they make it so, so it's one of those flicks that I watch a lot. I, I'll throw it on if I come across it, and then obviously like I'll sit down every now and then watch this extended cut. Yeah, now that I have this love affair with it, because I, re- <laughs> I remembered it fondly, but uh-huh. it wasn't anything. I'm definitely going to go back to this in like six months. Nice. Or when I was telling my wife about it, and she's like, I've never heard of this movie. What? And I was like, Kevin Costner. She's a little younger. She's, <laughs> you know, she was young when this came out. I was like, you know the Brian Adams song? And she was like, I don't know any Brian Adams song. That's a lie. Well, of course. <laughs> so then I just sang like two words of it. She sang the rest of the song. And I was like, <laughs> you know this movie. You're welcome. <laughs> like everyone knows that Brian Adams song. They play it two or three times in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, but like kind of, and it kind works of incognito. It's kind of incognito. Yeah, that they sneak it in there. It's just but you the know notes, it's there. But you know it's there. Uh, I guess we do have to talk about Costner and his his you know not great accent when it's even when he's when he's even trying. He's barely using it. <laughs> he's just Kevin Costner with a weird haircut. Yeah, I mean that the hair is what bothers me. Yeah, right. <laughs> or I was like, even in '91, I guess that was like achy breaky heart, right? Yeah, because it's kind of mullety. It is Mullity, so I was like, that's that's what that is. I was trying to figure out what's going on with his hair. So this movie starts, it opens up in the Crusades. Uh, yep. Robin of Loxley has, has joined King Richard in, in the in the Crusades, the battle for Jerusalem. Uh, and, and Robin's a prisoner, and he's in this this uh, terrible, terrible prison, and he's about to get his hands Torture cut room. off. Torture room, yeah. Yeah, but a big daring escape. They, he meets Azim, they they flee. I don't know, It's a, it's a, I think it's a really wonderful... Well, wonderful. Maybe not the right word to describe like a prison sequence, but it's a really bold way to open the film. Yeah, absolutely. I'd forgotten about that. And then it was happening. I was like, oh, right. He was in the Crusades and then he comes back. And right now I remember this movie. You know what? And it's funny. Also, along with this scene for also setting the table for the flick, that the, uh, the opening credits, the score for this movie is awesome. The score, it reminded me of a baseball movie. Uh, because Morgan Creek, the production company, started, mm-hmm. they, they made that part of their opening theme for when you would see their, their logo pop up. 
Oh, okay. So you, it might have it might ring a bell whenever you see I've seen a movie from, yeah. from that company. Maybe it sounds so familiar. I was like, did he use this in one of his sports movies or? But maybe maybe it's that. It just sounded very familiar. Yeah, the, but I liked it. The scores from Michael Kamen, who's a, who's a name we all probably know from many many other movies. But it's such a rousing, adventurous score. So whenever you start yeah. hearing those notes in the movie, because it's like, oh, something's going on. Someone's chasing somebody, and someone's shooting arrows at somebody else. How good are you with the crossbow? <laughs> Not good. The crossbow's easier than than you know, Robin Hood's bow. But I thought I'd ask. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely hit nothing with a bow. Maybe I'd hit something with a cross. Like, is someone else going to do the pulley thing, or do I got to pull it up? <laughs> It'd be like the training sequence when everyone when they shoot the arrows and like one of them like bounces off the straw. Yeah, man. that's that's my arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in the same boat. Shooting an arrow is not easy. No, and it's hard not on Hawkeye. the fingers. It is hard on the fingers. So, is Robin supposed to be good with a bow in this movie or bad with a bow? What? He's supposed to be good, but they seem to make fun of him a lot. <laughs> right. You see one time he splits an arrow with another arrow. Right. And then at the, like they're setting up the final fight and they're like, oh, you're no good with a bow. We want you as close as possible. Right, right. Yeah, Will Scarlet played by, by your boy Christian Slater. <laughs> oh, no, did he do something? No, he didn't do anything. I, just oh. I was like, oh, no. I mean, I think – I shouldn't say that because I could be mistaken. But Who knows? We're, we're going to say that he's okay. But, but right – as far as we know right now, he's yeah. not in that, st- that status. But I just said, yo, boy, because I know you love Gleaming the Cube so much. You're yeah, a big pump fan. of the volume, of the Heathers. Vo- yeah, exactly. So you know, that's why he's your boy this time around. Star Trek Six, <laughs> Great cameo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays Will Scarlet and he ta- – yeah, he takes a shot at, at Kevin Costner's aim. I said that was dangerous. I was like, wait, but I've been watching him shoot dudes all movie. Right. Like, I think, oh, no, that's, that's later when he picks up two arrows and goes, boom, and shoots two guys immediately. Yeah, he, like, rips the, the quill off the one so it goes yeah. the way he wants it to do. I have no idea if the archery in this movie is realistic at all. I just Oh, like it doesn't it. matter. I just, I just like it. <laughs> I like it, too. I like it when you can follow the arrow or... You know, the, the famous shot is when he's shooting that flamey arrow right, right at the yeah, camera. Yeah. I mean, that's the money shot right there. <laughs> that one is, for sure. <laughs> what did you think of the sheriff's plan? You know, he's you know, he's, he's getting these lords to join him, or he's framing them for witchcraft and then killing them, like he does to, to Robin's father. That opens helps yeah. open up the movie as well. You! Luxley? The king shall hear of this! Join us. Never... Join us or die. Uh, and and it, this is all in an effort to ha- kind of get him on the throne while Richard's away in the Crusades. And he's going to force Marion to marry him and cause, because she's a relation of the king. So that would give him a legitimate bloodline claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like I like that part of the plot. It's, again, there's parts of the clunk, but it's good. Yeah. It, <laughs> he moves too slowly. Yes. Once Robin shows up, he's like, oh, I need to accelerate shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he seems slow to respond to the threat of Robin Hood. He keeps kind of passing it off onto others. I think the biggest, uh, not like regret for the movie is, I, I, I wish Robin and he had sort of engaged with each other a little bit earlier in the film. Like they have some close calls. You know, where, where, when they're in the church and... Um, That's great. He when he just pulls the knife, the knife yeah. immediately. Yeah. Cut your heart out with a spoon! Yeah, 
it, well, then later he's like, small stitches. <laughs> <laughs> now so keep the stitches small. Well, and then the other sequence that comes later with it with his his cousin uh, Guy of Gisbane, where he's explaining yeah. why a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Uh, again, R- Rickman. I mean, come on. Bro, I don't know what else to say. I don't know who else could do this part and have brought this to life in the way that he did. You know, I feel like anybody uh, else would have been just playing second fiddle to, to Kevin Costner. Yeah, to, to Robin Hood. Yeah, and, and having someone kind of step up and, and, like you said, kind of punch it up, you know, really makes yeah, this movie hit above its weight class. He's such a presence. Mm-hmm. Like, when when he's doing his his devil worship down with his mom, and he's like, I gotta go to the other church. And then he's paying lip service to that church as well. Right, right. Like, uh like, he's not even saying anything. It's just the way he's acting is brilliant. I was going to say, like, the hardest part of, of, of putting this episode together is going to be, like, when I when I start, you know, getting some, some clips from the movie. But some of his best things are, like, his facial reactions. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just dying laughing, but I can't quite convey that on a podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, by all means, listeners, watch the movie. See what we're talking about. It's it's He's the villain. He, he's the bad guy. He's so mesmerizing to watch <laughs> in this role. He's so wonderful. And he cancels Christmas at one point. He cancels Christmas. He does. Just a minute. Robin Hood steals money from my pocket, forcing me to hurt the public. And they love him for it? Yes. That's it, then. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. Which has to be an improvised line. It was. It surely was. <laughs> and though, I mean, we're fast forwarding again. We're jumping around a little bit. But the part at the end where he's talking to the little girl about his sad childhood. I had a very sad childhood. I'll tell you about it sometime. I never knew my parents. It's amazing. I'm sane. <laughs> and like the way he like raises his eyes to her at the very end right. of the line delivery, I just so I, good, so gosh darn good. The man, like I said, this without him, without Morgan Freeman, I I don't know that this is the movie that resonates with people the way it does. Like people, like especially of our age bracket, have very fond memories of this flick. Yeah, and it's got to be. I I, I credit it, much of it to Rick. And then Kevin Costner is fine in this he's movie. He's fine in this movie. Like, he's not bad. Don't get me wrong. But, he, you know, he's just kind of Kevin Costner in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's around the Dances with Wolves, mm-hmm. pre-Waterworld. And this movie was a huge hit in 91. This was like the second highest grossing movie of the year, I think. Yeah, behind T2. Yeah. Good company. <laughs> I think that did okay. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you can't beat Arnold Schwarzenegger in a, a liquid metal Terminator. But he beat everybody else that year. Yeah, you know, this is, I mean, honestly, this is when he was a bona fide, you know, box office draw. You know, we, we haven't talked about um, Mary, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio as Lord Mary, or as Lady Marion, but I think she's fantastic in this. She's another charming part of this movie as well. She's wonderful as well, <laughs> yes. And I mean, she's I, great. I think before this, I really only remembered her from, like, what, The Abyss? The Abyss, yeah. That's why I was like, God, what do I know her from? And so I went on her IMDb. I was, 
Oh, The Abyss. That's right. That's another movie I haven't seen in like 30 years. Let me ask you this. This is a little off topic, but I, since we are talking about Robin Hood, I mean, it is, you know, a part of the popular culture. It's it's it's, it's folklore from like the middle centuries. Is, is this your favorite interpretation of the Robin Hood legend or is there a movie that you are more fond of? Okay. My Robin Well or Robin Hood Well is not very deep. Fair. It's it's that car, that cartoon where he's a fox. I think everyone's seen that. Everyone loves that one. Yeah, it, it's this one, and then I've seen like forty five minutes of the Russell Crowe. I was gonna ask you about the Russell Crowe one. That was the one I really wanted to ask about. <laughs> I punched out after forty five minutes. I was like, "What the fuck is happening in this movie?" I was like, "I don't care." And I went on about my day. I was like, I'll, I'll watch Prince of Thieves in six years. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, For anyone out there any who is interested in Robin Hood movies, if you've not seen 2010's Robin Hood with Russell Crowe, directed by uh, 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 Ridley Scott, uh, yeah, it yeah. Is a, it's an interesting movie to watch, but it's not fun. <laughs> No. It's like the most serious Robin Hood movie I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and uh, that's what it was. It was Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe back together again for the first time since what, Gladiator. Since Gladiator, yeah. And it's none of that stuff that I wanted. No, it, it's very serious. It's very drab. They were going for like this historical accuracy thing. And like it sort of plays as like a Robin Hood prequel because he doesn't even go to like to Sherwood Forest till like the very end of the movie. Oh, for See, I didn't make it that far. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a it's it's like a weird Robin Hood prequel. So like little John's is he in the movie? Uh, uh, or Will Scarlet or Friar Tuck? You know the I, that is beyond my recollection. I have not seen the movie since 2010. Okay. Also, I forgot to mention mm-hmm. that I also love the Star Trek Next Generation uh, Q episode oh. when he sends the cast to be Robin Hood and uh, I believe you're referring to the episode Cupid. Cupid, that is it. Where Worf says the classic line, oh. I protest, I am not a merry man. Don't worry, that will be in the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. You, you know that, me. That's up there. That's, <laughs> that might be better than Robin Hood. Actually, it's not. It's right, it's number two. And then we'll put the cartoon fox number three. Yeah, it's a, that, that's very much a, a, a kind of in line with like the, old, the classic like Errol Flynn version from like the 30s or 40s, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, and then you know we get a nice cameo at the end of this flick from uh, a previous Robin Hood in in um, in Sean Connery, the late great Sean Connery, shows up all, as King Richard. All I was googling was how much did he get <laughs> <laughs> to show up for one day. You know the funny part about that sequence was I'm, I was I, I've, I've watched this, this this movie a thousand times now it feels like, but Richard shows up and it's Sean Connery and Sean Connery and. Uh, uh, Costner have been in a movie together. They were in, in Untouchables, a, a right. classic movie. They share so much of the screen time together. But you see, you see, Sean Connery. I I, I feel like he gives him like this look, like I don't know who you are, <laughs> and it mm-hmm. makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You're the star of this movie." Oh, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then there's a shot where it looks like Costner is trying to block Connery out of the background. Like he almost stands like right in front when of his him. Ha- when his hands are in the air. <laughs> was... After he's like, you may kiss the bride. Connery's hands in the air. It's all you can see. And I was like, who's, are they blocking him out? Or is he trying to just steal the scene to be like, I got paid $250,000 for this. <laughs> I mean, he, he, it said he donated to charity. We'll see. 
I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm not privy to his uh, his tax returns. Yeah. I, I don't have that information handy. But it, it's still a nice payday for what was probably one day's worth of work. But yeah, I mean, there's again. I've said, maybe I've seen the movie too many times, and I'm I'm making up conspiracies where there are none. But it, it's it did sort of seem like Costner's like I already had that Rickman guy stealing all the good shit. Now yeah. you're here to ruin the end. Yeah. Now Get fucking fuck James out. Bond shows up. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good is. It's a callback to, to to when Connery played uh, Robin Hood and in, in Robin, I think it's like Robin and Marion. It was the moon he was in where he plays. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah he, which is like a, a sequel to the Robin Hood legend, where he's like, he's like middle aged Robin Hood, and Marion's a nun. But that one's more Ooh. of a love movie and less of an adventure movie. So yeah, it's a little different. Oh, I wasn't saying one real quick about the, uh, the about the Ridley Scott Russell Crowe mm-hmm. Robin Hood is you do get a fun performance. Uh, from Oscar Isaacs as as uh, Prince John. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and Prince John you don't get in this movie at all. They they focus so, so solely on Nottingham, the sheriff himself, uh, who for the longest time I didn't realize his name was George in this. <laughs> you could have given me a hundred and nine guesses into what his <laughs> name was in this movie. I'd be like, oh, sheriff. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a couple, maybe a year or two ago that I realized for the first time they say his name is George in during like the. the the forced wedding sequence with Marion. Oh, I mean, I, I, wanna... I, I, I still love it when he, he asks her, the priest asks her if she'll marry him. He's like, yeah, of course you will. When he talks yeah, about covers her, like, it covers her mouth yeah. and everything. Yeah. Let me answer for, her. I got this. Oh, yeah. I, I have to ask only because I know that if I had your brother on the podcast, he would say something, yeah. but the, um, after the forced marriage, yeah, yeah, the yeah, attempted the, consummation the... slash rapiness, uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's supposed to be. It is. It would be worse if it was Robin doing it. But He's the villain. Let me. So, He's okay, not so the good me, guy. Let me ask you this question, and I don't know if I can phrase this properly. I find that again, the implied sex crime that is happening is wrong. Yeah. Of course it is. But the way in which it's performed is yes. rather humorous and entertaining. Humorous, yes. <laughs> Not when right. When he's yelling, don't there's agree. too much going on. <laughs> yes. His mother's there, like yelling at him. Yes. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot humorous of bits. The the whole situation is ugh, it's a villain doing it. <laughs> I can't do this with all that racket. Right. He's a villain. And we have to know he's gonna be stopped. It's not gonna yes. happen, right? We we we, we yes. buy into the the, the hero will save the day. This movie is not Rob Roy. Of course, Oof. it's gonna be stopped. Oof. Yeah, see, it is not Rob Roy. You think Roy. about that. <laughs> you think about that, and you're like, oh, I haven't seen Rob Roy in a while. But if, there is a horrible scene of Rob Roy. If if Tim Roth were the sheriff of Nottingham, then I'd be concerned. I'd like to see Tim Roth play the sheriff. I think he'd do a great job it's, at it. It's a dark movie. Yeah, it is. It's a dark movie. It's, yeah, see, I, I don't want Robin Hood to be dark. No. That's not, this is not a movie that needs a dark reboot. Well, that's why the Russell Crowe one doesn't work and why this yeah. one's still, again, 30-ish got it. I mean, still. But it's we're right there. Like, yeah, this movie had its anniversary this year. My goodness. Yeah. And, like, it's, yeah. it's again, it, it, it's so rewatchable. Like, I think this, this is now going to be in your, your repertoire. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely is. I'm glad I bought it. I just bought it this year because it was on sale. Probably around like Christmas time. I was like, oh, you know what? Five bucks for this movie, worth it. And I bought it with a chunk of other, you know, digital copies of stuff. Yeah, worth it. Love it. 
Oh, it's great. It's rock solid. And like, I'm going to force this on my wife and make her watch it and see what she thinks of it. Forcing it on your wife not shouldn't say that. Don't, I know, I, especially after what we just yeah, talked about. That's, that's I'm going to, to show it to her force. and be like, look at this. This is pretty cool. Look, it has Professor Snape in it. And she'll be like, ooh, Snape. There, oh, so and then, then she'll watch it. Then she'll watch you it. Know? Not forced. Not, yeah, know, not tape forced. on the eyes or, or you know, tape to a chair. None, none of those things no, are happening. None of the clockwork horn stuff. <laughs> she will be a willing participant. Fingers crossed. I mean, will she get on her phone and maybe fall asleep? Those are both possibilities. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because that's pretty much what Janine did. And she picked this movie to watch. I gave her two to pick from and this is yeah. what she picked. I had a feeling she'd pick this over the other one. But, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some great love stories in the other one, too. But she, well, Janine has a soft spot for Brian Adams, so yeah, right. <laughs> she loves that song. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? That it, Who doesn't. Slightly away from the movie, the, remember that that song dominated like TRL for a thousand years. Yeah, it's. Did I have that song in my head all day at work today? <laughs> Absolutely, I did. You're welcome. You're welcome. It, it, it's not great when you're walking around the office being like. <laughs> I know. Like, I shouldn't be singing that to you, random people at work. Yeah, is your coworkers here saying that you're going to die for them? Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> you will lie for to them. Meet with HR tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be like, look, I had that Brian Adams song stuck in my head, there, and I they'll be like, a, oh, we get it. There's a special form for that at HR offices across the across the country. They understand. They get it. Yeah, you know, it's the first box. They're like, did you listen to that Brian Adams song? And you'll be like, yes. And they'll be like, all right, meeting over. We get it. <laughs> I want to get back into the movie a little bit more. Yeah. I, know, I know we're talking about, again, it's Hans Superfessor. We are focusing on Rickman, and rightly so. Uh, but sure. I, did, I did want to ask you about some of the other stuff, some of the other, other aspects of the Robin Hood lore, the mythology. Uh, uh, basically, like the, the, the meeting of the Merry Men, meeting Little John and, and you know, kind of becoming the leader, moving to Sherwood, that whole part of the flick. The, the part of the, of the story that everyone knows, the robbing from the rich, giving to the poor. But in, in, uh, this, in this case, it's it's you know you're robbing from the rich because he's bribing everyone so he can come to power. Yeah. So like, there's uh, a little I, more to it than that. I, I liked all the stealing all the money, you know, uh, giving it to the poor. That's always the you robbing know, sequences are really funny. There's like again, you kind of see like the charm of the character. Yeah. There's one when like he's hanging on a tree, surrounded by guys, and I was like. Why don't they just like hack at his feet while he's just dangling around stealing this guy's coin purse? <laughs> like, what are you doing, guards? I, they're maybe, probably going to die anyway. They have no qualms about murdering you and that might, maybe that was sticking like a, you under bushes. That might, that might have been like a, a, a trick of the camera. Maybe he was not as close as it appeared. Yeah, yeah it, it looked like he was right over yeah, top maybe, of him. Maybe a little forced pers- perspective on that one. Yeah. Hopefully he was a little higher in the tree than it looked. Did you have a favorite member of the Merry Men other than Azir? Uh, 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 well, Scarlet. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's Christian Slater. He's so sexy. Yeah. God. He was a good-looking dude, and, man. A dude, and like that was like on he was on his way up at that point. Everyone thought he was going to be like the next big thing after yeah. you know around this time. And then Alone in the Dark happened, and we're like, no, you can't act anymore. No, we're not going to let you. Not going to let it happen. I mean, do I own the movie Alone in the Dark? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> do I love Christian Slater movies? Absolutely. I heard he was really good in um, Mr. Robot. I haven't seen it. I've heard great things about it. 
Um, it's kind of heavy. I don't want to go down that road. I have thoughts about Mr. Robot. Oh, okay. Talk later. <laughs> All right. That's an off-air conversation. You guys don't get it. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> uh, but, but, but what else did I want to get um, into? I, I thought the guy playing Little John was good. Friar Tuck I enjoyed. And then I realized Friar Tuck is the guy who wishes Cosmo Kramer to drop dead on his birthday. <laughs> and I love Friar Tuck even more. <laughs> He Friar Tuck, I, I, he's another character. He's not in the movie a ton, but he, he yeah. kind of shows up and steals some parts here and there when he's yeah. when he's in it. I it, thought him joining them so quickly after being used as a horseman was really weird. And I was like, he must be super drunk, and he just doesn't remember. Well, what's he was going on. he was taught humility by that. Yeah, <laughs> and but he has a great line at the end of the movie when he confronts the bishop who's been taking the bribes. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. condemning you know Loxy's dad and other men to yeah, other to innocent men. But yeah, by by saying that they're Satanists, and and the you know packing all the gold onto the bishop, and then like the thirty yeah. pieces of silver at the end, yeah. so he can uh, pay so Satan on reference. his way to hell. And just pushes yeah, him yeah. out the window. I was like, you get him, Friar Tuck. <laughs> I, I, I thought Friar Tuck was really good from when he first came in. I thought he come had would come in much earlier than he did, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed him. I enjoyed uh, John's wife. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's definitely certain members of of like the Merry Men that we know more from you know from the Disney version from the Earth, yeah. all you know all the iterations. So I think they had to kind of bring them in a little bit more. They try, I guess they, I think they tried to bring them in more organically instead of just all at once. Yeah, yeah, which like, is an Bull interesting take. Was entertaining. Yeah. Let me... I really thought Paul was going to end up with uh, Marion's. Oh, the lady in uh, waiting. Uh, yeah, 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 the maiden. I forget what her name is. Uh... I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately. I just call her the lady in waiting. Yeah. <laughs> because of, because of Nottingham has that, that amazing wedding gift <laughs> of the farmers, their families, <laughs> the children. Fanny. Fanny. Fanny was her name. There you go. You think I'd remember the name Fanny, but no. Not so much. What about? But... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, his cousin from Twenty Four and the Crow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gisbane. Uh, Giz- Michael Michael Wincott's the actor. Yeah. Yeah, loved him he's, in this movie. He's fantastic as as the, the guy who as, Robin just keeps defeating over and over again, humiliating him. Yeah, just never really. Like, he fights him one time in the beginning, right? And then never really fights him again. Just kind of steals from him all the time. Yeah, and kills all his men. <laughs> just lets him run back. But. The, the time he gets stabbed, Alan Rickman's around a bunch of Spanish steel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you going to deliver bad news around, I don't know, conservatively 107 swords? Well, I mean, he does have that emotional breakdown where he's like apologizing and he's crying and it's, you know, he's got yeah. the snot running I, out of his face. It's very, very uh, embarrassing for him. And I think maybe he's hoping that'll buy him his life. Yeah, I'm just not going to break the news in the weapons room. Yeah, well, like, I'm going to be like, where do they make the pillows? Well, I mean, they are living in medieval times. I mean, you know, yeah. the Sheriff of Nottingham probably has at least a knife on him at all times. Yeah, but I'm going to wait for it. It's not actively in his hand <laughs> to give him bad news. <laughs> it just seemed point. like a bad idea. That's a fair point. But, it, you know, this, it, Nottingham needed a scapegoat, and Gisbane had to pay the price. Yeah. I mean, when Robin like cuts his face and escapes on his horse... Mm-hmm. And the guy can't get the gate closed. Yeah. And he just punches this guy ten times. He sure does. And keeps picking him up. Yeah, and you see, like, you see, like the, the the piece of armor that goes over yeah, the nose just smashed bent. to the side. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if that was that guy or 
in the in the first time uh, Robin fights him, fights the cousin mm-hmm. oh, and like a tree? couple guards. Doesn't he hit like a guard in the face with a crossbow? Like yeah, not like he, you know like he, he like, swings throws it. it yeah yeah and his I I couldn't tell if it was that guy yeah that's that's right when Robin and Azima are coming back to their land right and it's at right, the tree right right they're at the wolf wall for the they first say time. wolf wolf yes wolf yeah. for the first time and uh, yeah that that's their first encounter with the the sheriff's men yeah so I didn't know if it, like he was one of the guys who survived that encounter. I, I thought Robin like punched one of them in the face. Yeah, the, the, the that guy shows up a couple different times in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's well, one... he tries to do bad things to Mate Marion. Yes, because he's, like, oh, no... he's never seen the a sheriff's going to murder you, man. <laughs> That's true. He has a like. What are you thinking? Well, it's a terrifying medieval man. I mean, uh, that's true. Bad well, teeth. Like, you got to know where your bread's buttered, buddy. <laughs> All right. I mean... The sheriff gets wind of that. He's going to do something horrible. He just stabbed his cousin. Yeah, I don't think he was thinking that far. (laughs) He said he was going to cut a guy's heart out with a fucking spoon. (laughs) One element of the plot that I was a little... I wish was a little bit more fully developed, but apparently there's the, the, you know, Mordiana the Witch and Mm Azim are are sort of like having uh, dreams about each other and a a confrontation with each other. I wish they had kind of played that up a little bit more, so that when they do have like that confrontation at the end, yeah, because like, it, the, the moment of realization when they see each other is pretty great. It's great, but I wish there'd been, and then it's over so quickly. Yeah, I wish it had been teased a little bit more leading up to everything. Yeah, it, it would have been nice. I enjoyed that that last confrontation, but like I said, it's it's too quick. So I have to ask you this. All yeah. right, so Azim is on the other side of the door when he supposedly kills Mortiana, right? Yeah. Yet, at the very end, after they've killed Nottingham, the sheriff, you know, Alan Rickman, after his amazing death sequence, which we haven't even talked about yet, how amazing that was, uh, Vinci, like, springs out of nowhere. And that's when Azim busts down the door and throws his sword through her chest. She went around from the back door. But she she looked pretty dead. And Azim's out there. He didn't notice her leave. Now, again, we know there's secret passages. So, like, I'm willing to buy some, some things in this movie. I just was wondering if you had a theory. You're good at fixing these things. Yeah. Well, we see Robin, like, grab, like, a, a tarp and, like, swing into a window. I think it's a tapestry or something of some sort. Ta- maybe. maybe it's a big flag. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely she not probably a tarp. did something like that. I'm sure she had a secret passage all over the place. She was all over this castle. That's true. That's true. Being all creepo, spying on her son. With her Max Scherzer eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love how creepy she was. She was super creepy. They, like when she actress. sees her death coming yeah. and she freaks out. Like, all the, the creepy ass basement shit. You know, another another great scene, again, in a basement, but not with her, but the, the dungeon. When when he goes into the dungeon and he's after after they've uh you know destroyed the Oh, the, the, the torture. <laughs> yeah, the death. torture stuff. Yeah. Would you prefer pain? Or death. Death. Torturing. What about you? Pain or death? Uh, pain. Torturing. You see, it makes no difference. And it like, doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think that's another sequence that's added in. Yeah. That, that, that had been cut out before. Stealing this movie. Yes. Yeah, there's so much good stuff. <laughs> it's like AM PM. So much good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask you about the sequence. Uh, uh, they 
So the sheriff finally comes up with a plan that seems to work. The whole thing with taking Marion, uh, having Duncan lead them back to Sherwood Forest. Duncan, the, the manservant who can't see. Uh, poor old Duncan. Poor blind fool. He's trying to do his best. Yeah. But they follow him right to Robin's lair. The, Thank you know. God the horse knew the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, 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 Nottingham has employed uh, Celts. In yeah, the, the Celts. Yeah, and, and uh, I was curious. If you recognize the leader of the Celts. No, not off the top of my head, should I? I wasn't... He, I was just thinking of William Wallace the whole time. He is the big Nazi that Indiana Jones fights in Raiders of the Lost Ark oh, in the he? airplane. He also is General Kale in Willow. Oh, oh my God, he is. How yeah. about that? This guy's been Roach. In some, yeah, this guy's been in some stuff, man. And oh, he had, passed away in 2004. R.I.P., buddy. Yeah, but he had, he, had a, he had a great part added in the, that restored sequence we were talking about where, where Nottingham is paying off the other lords. And, oh, and he comes he, in. He comes in. Yeah. He's like burning himself with the log. And I'm yeah. like, who's that for, man? <laughs> That's how I you mean, show you're a badass. How does that get fun? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, some of the other stuff that... Again, I like this expanded edition a lot. You get more Rickman, yeah. but you get more other stuff, too, that's just really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I, I recommend it. Now that I know that's what I watched, I definitely recommend that version. Yeah. It is two hours and 23 minutes. It's long. But it's great. <laughs> you're you're going to have a good time watching this movie. You're going to have a good time with this movie. And again, for the umpteenth million time, Rickman, Freeman, elevate this movie. But it's fun. So, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, and the rat, like Slater, Costner, Maid Marian. Um, oh, I can't remember what her name, real name is. I apologize. I know you said it. <laughs> oh, but Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Yeah, there you go. It's a mouthful. I get it. All right, yeah, it's going to be gone right now. My brain's like, oh, that's too long. <laughs> but they're all also great in this movie. No one's bad. No, no one's bad at this at all. Like it's, it's a great cast, and I think that really helps make the movie that much more enjoyable because our, everyone does get a little fun part, and it is a fun movie. You know, yeah. again, don't think about like the historical stuff. Don't be that guy. Don't be that person. Yeah, th- that's not what this movie's about. For a fun There's romp. a scene where Friar Tuck is leading a sermon about how much he loves beer. It's great. And it's awesome. I but, was like, I don't remember that at all. There's also, you know, and there, there's also some some interesting quiet parts for, for Morgan Freeman's character where he's talking, you know, I mean, he's the only man of color in this movie. And he, he they sort of, I mean, again, in a very 1991 kind of way. Yeah, yeah. They, they, but they kind well, of when, talk about it. Sure. He has a moment with like a child mm-hmm. who's asking like if God painted him and stuff. And it's a, it's a great scene that happens. But... Right, well, Morgan Freeman is incredible in this movie. I can't say it enough. Yeah, I mean, it, and I think this is him coming coming shortly off the heels of like you know winning his Academy Award for Driving Miss Daisy and all that stuff. Yeah, this after Glory. Yeah, Glory, big one. This is yeah, this is kind of like when he became like like the movie star guy though. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, we can make a lot of money off him. Let's uh, let's keep putting him in stuff. Yeah, like, do kiss the girls. They saw this. They put him in Hard Rain. I mean, come on. Don't have to see a hard rain in a long time. <laughs> it's one we've talked about on the podcast. We talk about that, and uh, he did a, a movie. God, it's not Chill Factor. Maybe it's Chill Factor. It might, I think it might be Chill Factor with Keanu. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talk about that, and we're like, we don't know if we'll do that one either. Because I imagine that's not a good film today. I don't even remember if I've seen all of that movie. I'm sure you have, but 
That's when uh, Keanu was uh, not high on my. Uh, no, my no, that, that's right before the Matrix. Wait, Chill Factor? That can't be right. Chill Factor is Cuba, Cuba Gooding, Gooding Jr. Jr. and Skeet. And Skeet. Um, there's another one that's some. It's a similar title. That's why I'm confusing it. It's it's called something. You know, Burr now. Chain Reaction is what the movie's Chain called. Chain Reaction, okay. Is it, but it deals with, you know, it's, it's, it's the same, like, guy forced to do something for bad people with, like, a, a WMD. Okay. A bunch of those movies came out in the 90s. Actually, I, you know, I think I had, I, I think I've actually misremembered his chronology a little bit, too, because after this, he went to be in Unforgiven, which, in which he's incredible as well. Yeah, uh... Shawshank Redemption? No, oh, yeah, Shaw. I mean, come on, everyone knows Shawshank. I mean, that's but that's right after, isn't that like ninety four, ninety five? Yeah, ninety four. Yeah, and then he started doing like the kiss the girls stuff. Yeah, it was Outbreak Seven. Oh, he's so good in those two. Chain Reaction, Kiss the Girls, Hard Rain. Love him. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was okay. I, when I mentioned Hard Rain, I was I was blanking. I was like, there's another connection to Hard Rain because Christian Slater's in it. Oh, okay. It's Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman. It's like a mini reunion. <laughs> it's a mini Robin Hood reunion? Yeah, exactly. You don't get a lot of those. No, you don't. All right, Kevin Costner's not getting this band back together. He, he was tired of getting upstaged. <laughs> he never brought them back. He was like, fuck those guys. But I don't think he's had yeah. anyone, anyone really upstage him like this. No, no. Rickman brought it extra hard. He brought the thunder to, to steal from Tombstone. Yeah, like... Although, after this performance, why wasn't Alan Rickman in, like, every other movie? Uh, apparently, he, I, I had read something that he he was, he was wanted to get away from being a villain. I get that. He had, he had, been, doing anything. Vil- he had been doing a lot of villain roles up to this point. In, well, in yeah, stuff. and I mean, two of the, the roles he's probably most well-known for yeah. is, is this and Die Hard. Right. Oh, well, wait, Die Hard? I haven't seen it. Good? Oh, you, you, you should recommend? check it out. It's pretty good. It's okay. <laughs> I believe it's episode 43 of the TomCast podcast. <laughs> what was that last year's Han Soberfest? No, uh, the first Han Soberfest, I think, oh. episode 43. I was like, we did it last year. We, we did Die Hard last year, like like full war. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it. Unfortunately, I'm not good at remembering the episode numbers. Yeah. But, but just, just go back to last October, you'll find it. Great episode. Yeah. Reagan kills it. Uh, what a, so he's a good guy in Dogma. Uh huh. And Galaxy he, Quest. Galaxy Quest. You could. Um, Harry Potter, kinda. <laughs> I mean, spoilers for Harry Potter if you haven't got there yet. I mean, you know, I haven't got there yet. You should. It's okay. I mean, watch, read the books. Don't don't watch the movies. <laughs> um, let me see, because I mean, like Die Hard's his first big thing, obviously. But his resume is so diverse. I think he just picks a lot of different things. <clears throat> yeah, he just likes to do. He liked to act. Yeah, I mean, and he was being a bad guy for a long time in his at the early part of his resume, and I think it was after this when he started trying to do other things. Yeah, he's he starts shifting his resume at this point after this movie. He like wants to start doing other things, and you can see that again. A ton of movies on here, but like not one. I mean, I don't know. You want to talk about Michael Collins? You want to talk about Sense and Sensibility? I haven't seen them. Maybe I should just go watch like a random Alan Rickman movie to see if I like it just because he was a great actor. Should, should, I, mean, should, I don't even know. Be sure to check out Love Actually. 
But but he's got to be number one on the call sheet. Oh, his well, nobody like he's got to be in like he's all right. He's got to be like top three on the call sheet. All right, I was gonna say because like that's not really his thing. Like he he does a lot of these movies where he's part of, like a big ensemble cast. Like he I think he right. kind of likes that because of his theatrical background. He likes being that guy who can just be in this this group production. I think that's I think that was something that kind of became important to him. Yeah. I'm gonna watch this movie, Dark Harbor, from 1998. I love it. I I look forward to your review. Yeah, so I'm gonna check that one out. <laughs> he's number one on the call sheet according to IMDb. You know, it's funny. And he's I, on the movie poster. I was so. trying to remember him in another early film of his is uh, the January Man with Kevin Klein. Oh, and I, I was like, wasn't that like a Steven Seagal movie? No, it's it's Kevin Klein. And, That's and, the Glimmer Man, is what I was thinking. The glimmer, yeah, there you go. Oh my goodness! But yeah, I was like, oh, I should rewatch that. I don't think I've seen that since like 1990. So I was like, that would be a fun one to kind of revisit and see how his role is. But I think he's the bad guy in that as well. How much is he in Love Actually? Uh, like, is it a is it a good Rickman role? Like, is it a good Rick role that I could watch? <sighs> That's a tough question. I don't because I honestly I don't think Love Actually is for you, <laughs> but. You don't think I'll cry in it? <laughs> and Rickman's a, a flawed character in it. He, he's doing some stuff. He's got some things going on in this movie. Yeah. And it's the holidays. Oh. Um, I'm probably not going to like this See, movie. I, yeah, it's, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I find that every performance he's in has something enjoyable and memorable about it. Um, but yeah, that one might not be, uh, the, to quote the English, your cup of tea. Maybe for next year's Hansover Fest, we'll just watch a random Rickman movie that we haven't seen before. Well, I know, but we also have too many that we also really want to watch for Hansover Fest. I'm not sure we can do that just yet. (laughs) We might have to get the the popular requests out of the way first. Yeah. (laughs) What else do you want to say about Robin Hood? We we kind of got off track here, just exploring everyone's resumes. (laughs) (laughs) Resume. Doesn't sound right. Um, Uh, It's... I, I... was pleasantly surprised by this movie. If you haven't seen it, or you haven't seen it in a long time, go check it out. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but I mean, it should be. It's almost always on some basic cable channel. Like I, I come yeah. across it on like BBC America a ton. You know, especially on yeah, that fans. makes sense. I would say like AMC. Yeah. On like a Tuesday afternoon, you could probably find you this. Definitely find this one around, and and. Again, I find it to be one of those movies I can sit down at, at any. I mean, I now maybe it's because I'm I've seen the movie a thousand times, uh, but I can sit down and watch it basically from any point. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just there. It, it's not available free to watch, so you're gonna have to rent it. Yeah. But I, I would say this is worth a rental. It's worth three bucks. I think it's worth for for Rickman alone, and everything else is just gravy. You're not wrong, and sir. It, it's really good gravy. It's really good gravy. It's it, it's some really nice performances from a lot of people in this movie, and I know it sounds like we've not, we've knocked him a little bit, but even Costner's decent enough in this flick. You'll have fun while watching him. Yeah. Don't make fun of him too much for the accent. Just I thought the go. accent was gonna be really like I didn't. I I remember trying to have one. Yeah. Didn't even notice it, and yeah. then he just stops doing it, and you don't care. Yeah. It just it you know he tries at the beginning, and then it just goes away because they're like you know what just it's more distracting when you're trying. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's not working. Just, Fire that dialect coach. Let it go. We'll do. Let it go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I I love this one. I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't want to play. I don't know if I want to play like the ranking Rickman roll game. But this Ooh. one's up there. This one's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah. darn classic. 
lot to chew. A lot of, him just chewing the scenery. You know, I don't know if he's intentionally upstaging Gosling. He just kind of is doing it because he's just so good at what he does. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's I just think he has talent. Yeah. And once they said you can do whatever you want, he was like, okay, I'm gonna have fun with this role. You know, don't don't ruin his fun. That's what acting should be. People should be having fun. I would really love to know though if it, if those rumors are true that Costner's like you got to cut some of these scenes out with him because he's just he's he's taking my shit. I mean, yes, that's true. <laughs> it's got to be. It's a hundred percent true. Come on. Yeah. Especially where Costner was at that point. I mean, if you were to if you had a chance to kind of you know if you came across it on TV and, and you wanted to watch the theatrical cut and see the scenes that aren't in there, you'd be like, oh man, those scenes did kind of add some more thunder to him. Yeah. You know how I it's, I figured out. You know how I know it's true. Please tell me. I know <laughs> because they cut all that Rickman stuff out from the regular. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. But they left that waterfall scene <laughs> where his ass is all. And they're like, oh look, it's Costner's ass. That's how I know. Yeah. Well, that, that was going to be sort of along the lines of what I was going to say too. Is that. You know, in this extended cut, there's no restored Robin scenes. There's no restored scenes with yeah. Robin or Azim or him and Marion. It's all Rickman stuff that was taken out. Yeah. It's so, all great Rickman stuff, too. Yeah. So if there are deleted scenes with, with Costner, they were left on the floor. <laughs> this extended cut is like, oh, we really wanted to keep this in there, but Kevin said no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know, because they cut, and you got that useless ass shot. <laughs> Where I was like, why? Okay. Like, I don't even know why this is in the movie. <laughs> but sure. Why not? Right. Whatever. He's, <laughs> he's just going to go rub manure on himself. <laughs> you like that part. Come on. I did. I, I did. That manure rubbing scene was cut out earlier in the film and put it in there. When, May, when Marion says, take a bath, yeah. it's because he had rubbed manure on himself. <laughs> But yeah. they they'd cut it and moved it. I had heard that too, and then I but then I was watching. I was like, yeah, but it makes sense because this guy's like, oh, you smell like shit, and I was like, oh, well, I just yeah. watched him rub poop on him. He probably head. does it both times. <laughs> Maybe like, that, that's probably his go-to move is I'm gonna rub hot horse shit on myself, <laughs> and it's steaming too. It's so gross. I know it's the worst. <laughs> it's uh, the worst. But I mean, I love that that final, the execution where they're trying to free everybody. Yeah. You know, Will's got his head on the gunpowder, so they can't shoot the gunpowder. Yeah, you see Azim pop up with the flaming arrow. It's like, oh, maybe not. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I the the one part that was funny was right before that is like is like when they're in the woods still and they're kind of formulating the plan. And I'm looking at this this thing, this the construction of the castle, and like how long it took him to build. He's like, that? You're gonna go here, and you're gonna go here. And I was like, yeah, but you're not really saying what the plan is, guy. Oh, well, <laughs> like, just go there. You'll it, figure it out. There's a little improv going on in some of this, some parts of this movie. Well, I was just like, man, they, they're on a limited schedule, and they built a replica of the courtyard. They I was like, you don't need to do that. You can just draw on the grass. I, I was, I was trying to think, like back to like '91. Is like, is like, was this like a big thing in like action adventure movies? Is like drawing your plan out and like making it like a little model for it. Is that a thing? Did, I feel like it was. Did a they thing. do that in like the Sting? Yeah, but the Sting's older. That's like from the '80s, right? Or like '70s yeah. even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's things like late 80s. But I feel like that was a thing that people were doing for a little while. It's like, we're going to have this miniature version of the final battle right here. Yeah, and it's going to look awesome. <laughs> I mean, the model looked great, but I was like, they they took like four hours making this thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's very, very true. 
uh, how how would back to the, again back to the movie, the revelation about uh, Robin Hood and Will Scarlet. Yay or nay? Okay with it? Love it. Made love sense. It. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd be into it. Yeah, love it. Love brother stuff. I love it. I don't have things to really knock about this movie. Like I said, yeah. just watch it. It's a fun flick. Go along yeah. for the ride. And their hideout is the Ewok villain. I was just going to talk to you about that. Yeah, I mean, how great is that? Yeah, if you wanted to, if you bought the Robin Hood playset, you actually have the Ewok village repainted yeah. from 1983. <laughs> yeah, you read my mind on that one. That's that's a nice fun fact, I think. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I was like, man, you can have Wicket and Robin just hanging out, <laughs> defeating you know the Sheriff of Nottingham and the Empire. The most epic crossover ever. We should try to find Sheriff of Nottingham toys from back in the day. Oh, if they have a Rickman Sheriff of Nottingham, I'm going to pay the thousand dollars for it. <laughs> you think it's really a thousand dollars? I guarantee it's way too much money. That had to be a flop of a toy line, though. Like, who's looking for that? Yeah, I, once I saw they made a toy line of this, I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure kids enjoy this flick, but I don't think they liked it that much. I I didn't have Robin Hood toys. Yeah, I mean, I liked this movie when we went and saw it as a family, but <laughs> I wasn't like, Dad, we got to go to Toys R Us or KB Toys at the time, depending where we were in Maryland. Right. And buy me Robin Hood toys. Yeah, I you know I you know I don't want to steal from your podcast, but I guess you're gonna you're gonna say this is a come on, it's still good, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like easy. I, I you gotta you gotta convince your brothers to watch it now. I, I know. <laughs> you gotta give Ryan some homework for a little bonus show. A bonus show. Oh, we, we would have to dissect this so much. I'm sure he's such a grumpy pants. <laughs> you know, we gotta show Kim Cousins ass. Yeah, you gotta do it. That's how you get the chicks in the theater, man. It's 1991. <laughs> I mean, the Brian Adams song did it. You know that. Come on. Oh, of course. I mean, great song. It's in my head right now. <laughs> Are you, are you saying? Are you also implying we didn't dissect the movie enough for your taste? Do you want to get into some more? We got. We, oh we, no, we, we can go all day. I, 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 I don't know how much more I can talk about it because I just love the movie. No, we can a, start it from scratch. No, and I'm sure we'll find something new. It's a, it's a, I, I have a pure unadulterated love fest with this movie. And again, yeah. we're we're celebrating Rickman's performance more than anything else. So the movie doesn't need a full blown autopsy performed on it. Yeah, we talked about the hot button issue at the end. You know, we're yeah, there. We're acknowledging things. We didn't talk about the, the catapult scene. Do you want to talk about the catapult scene? Where he's like, oh, fuck, they cleared it. How great was that? <laughs> the whole movie's that way, though. I know. That's like it's every so scene. great. That's like every scene. I, like, oh, how great was that? That was fun. Yeah, I know. That's like, I Robin's thought, I like, like, we talked about the hot beats. He's like knocking those dudes out with the, with the bread bag. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought I was going to drop that bread bag. I was like, don't drop the bread. <laughs> I forgot he gave it to people. Yeah. But then he does just pour it on the, the forest floor. And I was like. What a dick move. Just let him pick it out of the bag. I'm sure it was super clean. Cleanest yeah. forest you've ever seen. No, we know it has gunpowder all <laughs> over it. Now they're eating gunpowder. Don't think that's quite how it worked, but I understand. <laughs> I mean, I, they don't even know how it worked. Yeah. Azim invented it though. right then. Yeah. Dr. Strange right. that shit. Once again, it's some great face acting by Rickman when the explosions are going off and he's trying to wrap his caveman brain about what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> no, it's great. I love him yelling down from people to pulpit. I mean, again, there's so much good Rickman stuff in this flick. I, yeah. it, it's, the whole thing is just so worth watching. I don't need, I don't want to recap every single moment of yeah. it. It's just like, yeah. go watch it, live it, see it, breathe it. it. It's such a treat. It's a delight. Like, I, I I thought I was gonna have problems with this movie. I, I was like, I knew I'd like Rickman, but I thought the rest of the movie would be kind of garbagey. Right, right. 
It's so good. No, it's like it's like a little campy, but it's like not over the top or too much yeah, of it. It's exactly what a Robin Hood movie should be. Mm-hmm. It, it's I don't need an accurate, historically accurate Robin Hood. No, it's don't funny. need it. It's, I want a fun Robin Hood adventure. Exactly, movie. it's funny in parts. It, there's good adventure stuff. The plot's not terrible. You know, like there's no. good stuff. The, all the the devil worshiping stuff and him that, him and his that mom makes it is better. great. Devil worshiping stuff makes anything better. Yeah. Well, it's I also love every scene with him and his mother. What turns out to be his mother. Yes, yes. Is creepy and weird. When she's grabbing Marion's belly and like, it'll be a boy. You should do it now. And he's like, oh, like let me have one thing in life that's pure. Yes. Oh, it's brilliant. It's wonderful. I'm so yeah, glad you were you revisited this with me and and uh, I have enjoyed it so much. I was I was a uh, little nervous that you would have problems with it. So and I, it it's so good. Like go watch it at home, please. You're gonna thank us it because this movie is fucking great. <laughs> and again, the the two main performances, Rickman and 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 Freeman. I shouldn't say main yeah. performances, but the ones that could really elevate the movie to to right. Like, yeah, really they, great they, levels. They stick out definitely the most. Mm-hmm. And you'll have fun with with Kevin Costner just talking like Kevin Costner in England. Yeah, that's all you want. You don't you don't want the British accent, Kevin Costner. Trust me. Even even Christian Slater does a better fake British accent. Come on, <laughs> not by much, but he, a little. I was better. like, he's barely doing an accent in this movie. I was like, pretty much a lot of people just stop. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, Costner's not doing it." That means none of us do. Have right, to but he's right. not—he's not doing his uh, his uh, Jack Nicholson impression either. Those, you know, that he used to do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we're gonna have to wrap up this year's Hans Hoberfest celebration. I, 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 again, I can't sing this movie's praises highly enough. I really enjoy it. It's just a good time. It's just a good time, and Rickman is a fucking genius. Um, I did find real quick before you wrap yes, up completely. Of course, of course, I did find a Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Sheriff of Nottingham toy on Etsy. Sixty-two dollars and ninety-five cents. What? In package. I know you love toys in a package. Sixty-two dollars is. It's a lot, right? Yeah, like I might have gone as high as twenty, but not, uh, not yeah, sixty-two. I, I, I would say thirty dollars just for the the fun to have it in right. this podcast studio, right? Where people will be like, "Okay, I get Boba Fett, I get the Tron stuff." Why has he got the shirt? What, what is now the Rickman doll doing? And I'd be like, <laughs> "You don't get it, man." You know, I need to make a custom Alan Rickman doll yeah. to put behind me in the. Tom <laughs> Those are going to be the next T-shirts you get for the Timecast podcast. It's going to be Rickman's face. Can I do that without getting sued? Uh, if you make it look like a character, right? I don't know. Can I? I, I don't know. Uh, you could try it. Well, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? You get sued a little bit? Get that cease and desist letter. You always get sued a little bit. At <laughs> <laughs> Disney already hates me anyways for my Star Wars podcast, so it's fine. Why? Because you say you love everything or because you play all the... I can't talk but, about it, Dragon. I mean, it's just you know we're in pending litigation. Me and Scarlet, oh. and you know we're taking... oh you're 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 in those secret negotiations. <laughs> oh, I talked I to Scarlet about what was going on. She's like, get on board my suit here. All right. Like, well, All as right. long as she didn't come over and perform Black Widow in your backyard for twenty dollars or whatever we said we'd give her in the last podcast. I signed an NDA, Reagan. I can't talk about yeah. it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And on that note, I think we need to wrap it up because I don't have anything else funny to say. That was the uh, the heights of my power right there, talking about NDAs. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Can't talk about it anymore. People love a joke about a non-disclosure agreement. It's their favorite legal humor. That's right. <laughs> my friend, thank you so much for hanging out. I'm I'm so fucking delighted that you, you did this and you enjoyed the movie so much. It, it really makes my day. Loved it. Tell the good people where they can find you and your brothers and your wonderful, wonderful podcast. You can find us at coesgpod.com or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at coesgpod. And you, you can find all sorts of good stuff we're doing. Let's see, it's October. So we probably had a great movie coming out. I'm going to guess one real quick. <laughs> Reagan looking through a notepad. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? You caught me at a disadvantage. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you know what? It's October. We're in the middle of Hortoberfest 2. The Hortobering. We got a bunch of great horror movies out there. You guys like the movie Pandorum? Check it out. (laughs) There you go. Head on over to CoSG. Give them a listen. These are good guys. Good friends. Good friends of the show. Good friends of mine in real life. Hang out with them in IRL. You'll have a good time. They'll tickle your fancy. Yes, we will. <laughs> but, you know, if you want us to. If you don't want us to tickle your fancy, no unwanted, we're very respectful. No unwanted fancy ticklings. That's you, right. You we're not the ask. sheriff in Nottingham. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we're not doing any of that stuff. Love it. Love it. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you so much. We'll see you. I mean, we'll see you before next Hanstoberfest, but we'll definitely see you next Hanstoberfest. All right. <laughs> Later, man. Love actually coming at you. Boosh. Try, cousin. I tried. I tried. We must be strong. We can't allow an outlaw to make fools of us. And I can't allow a lieutenant to fail me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least I didn't use a spoon. It's <laughs> good steel. There you have it. That's the episode. That is the podcast for this week. This 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 is Hans Toberfest for 2021. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, starring Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, and of course, Alan Rickman. The reason we are here for Hans Toberfest. I hope everyone uh, appreciates sort of the way we discuss this film. I know it's not the conventional way we, we tend to uh, dive into movies when, when we do these these movie-themed episodes. Uh, this is not our usual sort of dissection, dissection excuse me, of the plot, of, of, the, of the various story elements, of the performances, of all the actors, of all the cast, you know, getting to the direction, the music, the whole thing. This was very much a focused on Rickman's performance. I know we did talk a lot about Morgan Freeman, but he's great in the film too. But it's really, this is, uh, I think Reagan called it the Rick roll. This is, this is the Rickman performance that you need to see. It is, it is something else. It is right up there with him as Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Maybe one of his most, second most iconic performances in, in, in the history of, of Alan Rickman cinema. So we hope you have had a good time. I was delighted to hear how much fun Reagan had with this. I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure his affinity for the film. And then see, you know, hearing that he hadn't seen it in almost 20 years, uh, and he, he went into it 
with a fairly low expectation and just being blown away by what he saw made me so very, very happy. And it makes me think that maybe if this is a film you haven't checked out in a little while, you can get into it too and, and revisit it and, and maybe uh, just enjoy the fun ride that it is. Don't think too much on the historical inaccuracies or any of some of the more unconventional elements to the to the story. Just go for the ride. Enjoy Rickman. Enjoy Morgan Freeman. Have a great time with it. All right. I want to thank once again Reagan from the CoSG Podcast. Come on, it's so good. Head over there. Check out their show. He hangs out with his two brothers, and they critique movies. It's it's on point. It's like what we, it's so entertaining, so fun to hear those three go at each other about these movies. Uh, particularly because Reagan has a, has some he has some stances controversial and otherwise. So go check out their show and and yeah, get ready cuz he's going to be back for Hauntoberfest next year. He'll be back before that too. But we have a plan for next year's Hauntoberfest already and it's going to be a good one. I'm not going to spoil it right now, but you will be absolutely delighted by what movie we are talking about next year for Hauntoberfest. So I want to thank you all so much for listening to the Tomcast podcast and this crazy made up holiday that we have called Hans Tuberfest because I just love Hans Gruber so much and Alan Rickman by extension because he brings these characters to life. And now we have the Sheriff of Nottingham join the party. So yes, my name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Please follow us on social media at Tomcast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Please email the show TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page going. If Facebook's still a thing for you, you can head over there, check that out, give us a like. We'd love that. That would make us very, very happy. And make sure you're subscribing, liking, sharing the show with all your friends, family, loved ones, people who owe you money, people you owe money to. And people, you know, if if, they, if you owe them a lot of money and you want to distract them, tell them to listen to the podcast. That'll keep them busy for a long time. Like, we're almost 200 episodes in. They got a lot to catch up on. It's It'll keep them busy and distracted while you, while you either run for your life or you get that money together and pay them back. Be careful about the VIG. You know, that that's where they get you. The VIG is where they get you on those debts. Be careful. We have to thank the official members of Pophead Nation. You can you can join up. Become a member. Patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast. Join the nation. Gain access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons. The Aspen Hill Chody. The Batman of Bay Park. Jeff Nail. Jeff, co-hosting The Ring and Ear, a great music podcast. Please check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Chris of Brian Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. And of course, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so, so much for helping keep the lights on and keeping this podcast improving every single episode. At least that's the intent. That is my intention. Let's get out of here. We have to bring, sadly, we bring Hans Oberfest 2021 to an end. But I hope each of you continues to celebrate it in your own way for, throughout the rest of the Hans Oberfest period of time. You all know what it is. It's whenever you want, really. It's whenever you want. Put on Die Hard. Put on Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Put on Love Actually. They're all there. Dogma. Galaxy Quest. So many more. And just have a great time. I might revisit Calendar Man. That might be something I do later today. We'll see how it goes. We will talk to you very, very soon. So many episodes coming up as we roll into October for Halloween season. So, yeah, stay ready. Stay stay prepared. You know, get ready for the jump scares. We're going to get you. Did you see that coming? Did you see that coming? Probably not. Probably not. All right, let's go. Ciao, babes. The treasury is empty. 
all day, and all night. People plague my door, whining for tax relief and safe passage through Sherwood Forest. We cannot pay thee what the highwayman has taken. It's the shortest route to London, sire. It's the only road to London, you little ferret. So guys patrols have found nothing, sire. No camp, nothing. Hooded viper simply slithers into the forest. You, my room, 10.30 tonight. You, 10.45. Bring a friend. So the tribe drops its third straight on this trip, six to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got, one goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! Win a Stanley Cup champion!